Hello everybody, this is Rochelle the Right Now Coach, and you're at the Summer Writing Class, Write-a-thon Summer Kickoff Class, Five Proven Ways to Increase Writing Productivity. This class kicks off our Summer Write-a-thon Coaching Program, which I'll talk more about later, um, and your summer writing. So I wanted to hold this because I know a lot of us are hoping to get some writing done this summer, and if you're interested in getting writing done, this should help you do that. Um, I know that um, this is typically a challenging time of year to get writing done. I've been talking a lot with clients and colleagues, and I think the reason it's so challenging is because we're um, dealing with a number of transitions. Um, first of all, if you have children, then you know that your kids are about to get out of school, so their changes, um, their changing schedules will impact you. Um, even if you don't have kids, um, you may notice that some of your work is seasonal. So whether you're taking on more work or letting go of some responsibilities, your schedules might change. Um, another thing I've noticed is that with the weather, um, getting better, I'm getting, um, I guess you could technically still call it spring fever because it's still spring. Um, and I think it's more challenging to put my butt in the chair and write when I could be out swimming or biking or gardening. So we're kind of dealing with that spring fever thing, um, whether we're in school or not. If we're just trying to write, we can feel that, oh, I'd rather be outside. Um, and finally, we end up taking vacations and day trips or having picnics and gatherings at this time of year, um, and that time off impacts our writing. So I think all of this stuff makes this time of year a little bit challenging. I think any time there's a life transition um, or a seasonal transition, um, we first of all get the desire to write more, and then secondly, we have some challenges with writing more. So this class is designed to support us um, in moving through those challenges and getting writing done. Because even with the transitions and the challenges, and sometimes because of them, we have this desire to capture our life and stories um, and blog posts and books. Um, so I want to talk about um, how we can write more this summer. I've designed this class to help you kick off your summer writing, and so I'm going to be talking about five proven ways to increase your writing productivity. So we're going to dive right in. Um, I have five tools, and then I talk a little bit about my coaching co uh, program that I'm offering this summer, and then I have a sixth exciting bonus tool for you. So the first tool is get your timing right. According to scientific research, our bodies have built-in circadian rhythms, um, or times of day when our bodies naturally want to sleep and wake, and when our abilities peak for physical, social, and intellectual tasks. Now, researchers offer broad suggestions about when we're going to do best at various activities. So what they say is that many of us do well at intellectual tasks during the late morning. So as our body temperature rises, um, our brains um, get more active and we're able to get more done. If you want to kind of kick off this process and make you even better at doing it, then you can take a warm shower. And that will help encourage your body to warm up and your brain to get on task. Then in the, in the afternoon from noon to four, so like right where we're at now, we become more easily distracted and our energy begins to sag. So that's not necessarily the best time to write. 
Um, other research suggests that when we're fatigued, um, so in the evening, kind of as we're winding down and getting ready for bed, um, we're at our most creative. Um, so if we have a problem to tackle that requires open-ended thinking, like imagining what might happen in your scene or kind of dreaming up a new story, it can be beneficial to do that kind of creative, or creative expression um, in the evening when you're tired. Um, the research also suggests that each of us has our own particular rhythms. Um, and the old categories of being a morning person or a night owl are often more accurate um, than we've given them credit for. So um, how do you know, you know what you are and when you should write, and how do you incorporate this information to boost your productivity? So the first thing is to figure out your most productive time of day. Um, and the easiest way is to just, one, figure out if you're a morning person or a night owl. And you probably know this. You, know, you probably know that you tend to have more energy at one time of the day or other. Um, you can also look back at your most productive writing times and analyze um, when you felt most energized and engaged and when you wrote the most. So it might be early morning, late morning, late afternoon, late evening. Um, just jot down a few of those, and I'll give you a, a hint. Um, once you know your most productive writing time, give that time the term genius time. Um, that way you'll know that that's a time that you need to protect and nurture so that you can always write during that time. Now, again, if you're not sure, even, you know, even if you think, well, I don't know if I'm a morning person or a night owl, and you've kind of looked back and you're not sure um, when your writing energy peaks, it can be helpful to take a week and write at various times of day and just see when you feel most energized and engaged. Now, the folks who take my summer coaching course are going to get a little um, a a sheet that is going to help them stay accountable to that and get a sense of what's working for them in terms of genius time and what's not working so they can track when their best writing times are. So once you know your genius time, then protect it. Nurture it. This is gold for you. So your first tip is to write at the right time of day. The second tip is one I give all the time, and yet sometimes I fail to do it too, and that's schedule writing time. So in an ideal world, writing would be more of a habit, like brushing our teeth. Um, but in modern day, life is really complicated, and we can't always write every day at the same time. Um, that's why scheduling writing can be very crucial. So set aside time to write at your most productive writing times, or just set aside time to write when you have time available. Um, if you've read my book, Write-A-Thon, or heard me talk, or read my blog, you know I'm a firm believer in scheduling. I often quote the breast self-exam study um, which had women um, commit to doing breast exams. All of the women were really on board with this. Um, but the women who did not plan when and where they were going to do it were not very effective. And yet the women who did plan when and where they would do their breast self-exam, 100% of those women did it. So that teaches me that scheduling is a big part of whether or not we're actually going to do something. 
In Peter Bregman's book, 18 Minutes, he quotes a study of two groups of drug addicts in withdrawal who were asked to write an essay before 5 p.m. on a certain day. The first group was given no more instructions. The second group was asked to decide when and where they would complete the essay. Um, no one in the first group completed the essay, um, but 80% of the people who designated when and where they would write their essay finished it. Um, so there you go. If you're going to get writing done, you need to schedule it in the calendar. So even if you're only scheduling 15-minute blocks or 10-minute blocks, put that in the calendar. That's going to ensure that you're going to get it done. And if you need to, set an alarm to remind you that you need to go to your desk. So just like you might set an alarm to remind you, oh, I need to call my coach, or I need to call a client, or I need to go to the doctor, you're going to set an alarm um, in your calendar, in your phone, so that you make sure um, you write. Now, I want to offer a pro tip. And my pro tip here is in, in addition to scheduling writing time, record what you plan to work on so that you don't have to spend the first 15 minutes of your writing time figuring out what you plan to do. So that's especially useful if you're someone who only has a few minutes to write. If you know exactly what you're going to do during those 10 minutes, you're going to be much more efficient and effective. Think of it this way. If you've ever been on a committee, you know how chaotic it can be if you don't have an agenda. So you show up and people talk about anything and everything. You spend a lot of time talking about what you might do, um, and then nothing gets done. Um, but when you have an agenda, the group tends to work better and get more done. So when you're scheduling both your writing time and what you plan to write, it's like giving yourself um, an agenda, and you're going to be much more likely to finish things. So I want to pause there and just remind you that our first two tips are, first of all, find your most productive time of day to write and write then. The second one is schedule your writing time and then not only schedule your writing time, but schedule what kind of writing you're going to do. Um, the third tip is practice pre-writing. Um, this is a tool that I learned from my training with the National Writing Project. Um, and before that, um, I learned about it in a book called Writing with the Left Side of Your Brain. Um, when teachers teach writing to elementary, middle, and high school students, they always begin with some sort of pre-writing exercise. Um, no student is asked to sit down and write a story or write a novel or write an article without any kind of prep work. So a pre-writing exercise might be brainstorming a list of ideas um, based on a topic, uh, mind mapping, kind of how and what you might include in an article or in a story based on, on what your theme is, using some sort of a graphic organizer that's you know, either in boxes or circles that helps you um, lay out kind of the sources for your story and the different ways um, you're going to develop it, or simply free writing. So all of these tools help students um, get their ideas down on paper before they actually have to draft um, and write a rough draft of their article. So the studies on this are pretty remarkable. So they, they report that when students actually do a pre-writing exercise, they feel less anxious about writing. They're more motivated to write. 
they feel more creative, and interestingly, they produce work with better content, organization, and voice. So I think it's interesting that if we don't expect children and teenagers to write without pre-writing, why would we expect that of ourselves? And as I think back to my writing career, my most anxious times um, of writing were when I had to face the blank page and didn't really know what I was going to do. And one of the best ways I was able to overcome that was by doing pre-writing. And for me, that's been mostly mind mapping. So once I have the pre-writing done, I feel very confident to be able to go into the writing session knowing what I'm going to produce. Um, professional coach Sean Aker um, has what he calls the 22nd rule. Um, and that's if you can take 20 seconds off the start of a task, you're more inclined to follow through. So I think if you can make those first 20 seconds more easy for yourself, you're more likely to finish the task. Whereas if those first 20 seconds are fearsome or fearful, so you're like sitting there going, I don't know what I'm going to write, I don't know how I'm going to write it, then it might be easier to back away. So um, pre-writing is a great way to take 20 seconds off the beginning of a task. Um, in addition, it helps us avoid the blank page. So here's my pro tip on pre-writing. Try to do your pre-writing before you get to your writing session. So um, I usually write in the morning. So I try to do some pre-writing the night before or the day before. So tomorrow will be my first writing day um, probably in a month or so. I've been working at a school doing an artist residency, and the teaching has taken up so much time. I haven't had as much time to write. So my plan is um, to take some time this afternoon to do a mind map on what I'm working on, um, or maybe even brainstorming some of the scenes I plan to be working on. And then I'll leave that information open on my desk, jot down notes through the rest of the day. And hopefully when I get to the writing desk tomorrow morning, I won't feel so startled at having to start um, because I won't have a blank page. I'll have some things written down. So I'm just going to um, – Review this a little bit. So you're going to really make progress at your work if you first of all write at the right time of day, secondly, schedule that time, and thirdly, do some pre-writing on the topic you've pre-decided um, you're going to work on so that you're not facing a blank page. So see what you're doing is you're taking away all the chances you have to not show up, and you're taking away all of your anxiety about writing. So I want to talk about the fourth tip. And this is going very fast, so we may not end up being here for a whole 45 minutes. So that means, yay, you'll have some time to write. Um, the fourth um, tool is to work on a single task at a time. And this might seem you know, obvious to many of you, but I feel like we live in this, area of, this era of multitasking and distractibility. I'm going to grab a sip of water. So I don't know if you have this experience, but when I go to networking events and family picnics and to the beer garden to hang with friends, I notice that people brag about being busy and about being able to manage multiple projects and tasks at once. And especially in the writing field, I you know, hear a lot of writers bragging online about how busy they are and how able they are to multitask social media and writing and work for clients in their own work. 
Um, and the truth is, I think, and I don't want to cast aspersions towards anybody, but I think the truth is when we talk about how great we're doing multitasking, we're lying. Um, research shows that people who self-define as efficient multitaskers are actually less competent at doing multiple things at once. So here's what the research says, um, and it's really startling. So when students received a 2.8 second interruption during a test, their errors doubled. When they received a 4 second interruption, their er errors quadrupled. So that's huge. You know, you think that two seconds that you glance away to see who emailed you or who texted you is no big deal, but that's really going to double your errors as you write. Um, media multitasking, reading a book while watching television, or trying to you know, do social media while watching television, um, results in poor performance on both tasks. Um, task switching, which is really what multitasking is. We can't really do one multiple things at a time. So what we do is switch between different tasks, sometimes many and very rapidly. So task switching can lower your IQ an average of 15 points. And researchers compare this to um, smoking marijuana or staying up all night. So think about the way you felt the last time um, you stayed up all night and how effective you were. That's how effective you are when you're task switching, when you're kind of moving from email to your writing or um, research to your writing. Um, the average office worker checks their inbox 30 times an hour, so once every two minutes or so. So think about that. Two minute, you get two minutes to write, and then you have to check your inbox. The average person checks their phone 85 times a day, which I, you know, it's easy to talk about this and criticize, but I know I am very guilty of this, and I'm very guilty of it, especially when I'm trying to avoid writing. So the solution is simple, and that's single tasking. Do one thing at a time with as few external disruptions as possible. Um, so the first thing I think you need to do is once you've scheduled your writing time, um, and you know where you're going, declare your writing space and time an interruption-free zone. That means no internet browsers, no social media, no email, no phone calls, no texts, no television. Um, turn all notifications off from everything that beeps or buzzes. And this is super hard to do, and I think especially if you have elderly parents or children, it's hard to turn everything off. Um, but do the best you can because it really does help. Um, then during your writing session, make a commitment to work on one writing project at a time. And I like to have a cheat sheet next to me or a cheat sheet open on the computer where I can jot down um, to-do to things that come to me or writing tasks that come to me, ideas that come to me, so that I don't have to waste time on that so I can keep focused on my work. So I want to assure you that this is going to be challenging at first, um, especially if you're someone who feels like you're good at multitasking or at least find some comfort or excitement in multitasking. Um, I think that any of us who are even a little bit addicted to our phone, email, or social media are going to have a little bit of withdrawal symptoms when we try to single task. So I'd say start slow. Write for 15 minutes and then take a five-minute break to go on social media or do something else. Then write 
for another 15 minutes and repeat um, until you finish your writing session. So I read an interesting take on this just yesterday on Inc. Magazine's website. Um, Josh Kaufman, um, the author of The Personal MBA and a productivity expert said, I'm actually thinking about taking the Internet out of my office entirely. The more you can make it harder for yourself to focus on anything else that's valuable. I think there's a lot to be said for strategic boredom, just removing all of the other things that could be potential distractions. Just get rid of them temporarily. And if you can't make what you want to do the most interesting thing that you have in your environment, then a lot more gets done that way. So I think, yes, if you can make your, what you want to do the most interesting thing, you can get more done. So I think planning a little strategic boredom into your day can be really helpful. And I know it's hard sometimes to face the page and really work on it, but my experience has been that when I make myself sit in the chair and write through those challenging moments, I get more done. Um, and here's my pro tip for you. Um, on this tool. Research says that we really do have a limited attention span. Um, and our attention span tends to dwindle throughout the day, just like our willpower tends to dwindle throughout the day. Um, but you can refresh your attention span by taking nurturing breaks. And one of the best attention boosting breaks is to take a, sh a short walk in nature. So if you're struggling to focus on a single task, take a five-minute break and walk around your yard, walk around the block, walk to the park, or even just look out the window. Um, the other thing that they found increases our attention is looking at baby animals. So if you can find the baby panda um, com uh, camera, online. I think they had baby pandas recently at the National Zoo. So go online to the National Zoo, watch the baby pandas um, for a few minutes, and see if that increases your energy for productivity. So I want to do a quick recap. So far we've gotten four tools. Um, we have one more tool to go, and then I want to talk a little bit about the coaching program. And finally, I have a sixth exciting bonus tool for you. So the first thing is to get your timing right, you know, right at the right time of day for you. Know that might be different than it is for your peers. Schedule writing time. Um, and also know what you're going to do during that writing time. Don't just show up expecting it to come to you. The third thing you can do is practice pre-writing. So um, if you can practice pre-writing even the day before um, you start writing, you're going to be much more likely to get writing done. Fourth, work on a single task at a time. So give up multitasking. Get rid of those distractions. Lock yourself um, in a quiet room. Or if you like kind of noisy background noise, then put yourself in a coffee shop with a lot of people talking. And the last tip is one I've given a lot. Um, a lot of my writing coaching clients don't do it. A lot of them do. Um, and this is exercise daily. I've maintained a daily exercise habit habit for more than 10 years. Um, and I have to tell you, I wouldn't do it if I didn't get benefits from it. And the benefits are not just physical. The benefits are really mental. Um, exercise benefits a lot more than just my body. Um, and I can really tell the difference on the days, on my productivity on the days I exercise versus the days I don't. Um, so a few things that exercise does for you. First of all, it boosts your creativity. So according to Stanford University's Graduate School of Education, students who walked 
um, regularly perform better on tests that measure creativity, um, especially free-flowing thoughts. Um, a second thing, a, a second study says that exercise improves your concentration. So another study measured how walking in three different environments um, before a test affected children with ADHD. So they tried walking with children in nature, in an urban environment, and a residential environment. And what they found is that the children who walked in nature, and I think this was a city park. I don't think they were like walking on a farm. Um, so these children who walked in nature did the best on tests of concentration and almost as well as their peers without ADHD. So I think that's really, um, that's really impressive. Um, and the third thing is exercise benefits the brain. So they recently did a study of older adults, and what, what they found is that exercise boosts brain connectivity. Um, so one of the things I've learned from reading about brain science is that no single part of your brain functions alone. So people with more connectivity in their brain function better than people without those connective um, tissues. Um, so my pro tip here I think is going to help you a lot. Um, you don't have to set aside a 30-minute chunk of, uh, to make exercise work for you. And that's, that's the biggest um, thing I hear from people is I, I really don't have time to exercise. It's, it's too much of a commitment. And I think we think about, you know, I don't want to go to an exercise class or I don't want to think about like trying to get to the gym exercise and then get home. So what I want you to think about is the simplest, most easy way to get exercise, and that's walking. Um, and researchers have found that exercising in three 10-minute sessions um, a day is just as effective as exercising for 30 minutes at a time. So the benefit is that when you go out to exercise, you're also giving yourself one of those energy-boosting breaks and improving your ability to pay attention. So I think um, that exercise is a great way to break up a writing session um, so that you write more. So I think if you have you know, a couple of hours to write, it might be helpful to walk for 10 minutes, write for 20, walk for another 10 minutes, write for 20, and then walk for another 10 minutes. Um, the other thing you can do is if you have to split up your writing day, so if you write a little bit in the morning before you go to work and a little bit in the afternoon after you get back from work, um, a little walk can help you spark your creativity. Um, I know that I get my best ideas while I'm walking. So if I can start thinking about my topic before I take a walk, um, I usually bring my phone with me so I can jot down notes into the notes section. Um, I usually come up with what I need to work on during my walk. Um, and if I get stuck in the middle of a writing session, I'll often go take a walk. Um, so think about this. Your walk is going to really boost your writing productivity and make you feel healthier. So I always like to end my classes with a special bonus tip. Um, and this one's a good one. Um, and I want to get to that in a minute. But first I want to tell you a little bit about my special writing coaching program that starts next week. And even if you can't come this session, I'm going to be offering it again in the fall. So you might want to listen to just hear about what we're going to be doing. Um, next week I'm launching my Write-A-Thon group coaching program. It starts Wednesday, June 8th, and it runs for six sessions. We have two groups starting, and I'm limiting, I'm limiting each group to about eight people. 
So the first group is a little more than half full. The second group has a, a little more room in it. Um, it starts June 8th. It runs for six sessions. Um, you, you receive the 75-minute session. Plus, if you can't make it, or even if you do come, you get a recording of each session. Um, so if you miss a session, you won't miss the meeting. And if you're at the session, you can go back and listen to what happened during the session. Um, and today, I'm offering this special deal that if you sign up before Friday at midnight, you get an additional complimentary coaching session one-on-one um, -on -one with just me. So that's an additional $100 value right there. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the program. Um, I've designed the program to help you um, and offer tools and support to help you wake up every day with a writing plan, overcome writer's block, uh, refocus quickly after a distraction, receive regular support and encouragement, and finish the writing you start. Um, the weekly group phone calls are going to take each of the tools I've given you today and provide you with exercises and coaching to help you make those tools work in your life. Um, and with those tools and the support of both me and the group, um, you should be better able to beat procrastination and write more than before. So this is what the calls are going to look like. We'll start with a check-in. Um, how did you do with your goals since the last session? And the first session you'll be talking about, well, this is what I want to accomplish in six weeks. Um, and then I'll present a short writing lesson based on one of the tools I talked about today. Um, and if it looks like the group has managed all those tools because you know, you're fast learners, you've got it down, then we'll look at other tools that are going to help you focus on and overcome the difficulties you're facing. Um, finally, we're going to have a brief checkout. Uh, oh, I missed a thing. So, and after we've discussed the tool um, and 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 talked about what works for each of you, um, then we'll have one person in the group um, talk about a, a challenge they're facing, and I'll coach that person around the issue while everybody else in the group listens. Um, and I found this to be super helpful both as a participant and a coach in all of the groups I've worked with. Um, as a participant, um, it gives you the chance to have the singular focus of the coach um, and the care of the whole group. Um, as a person who's just listening in, it lets you kind of look at how other people are doing with their, with their writing and overhear the support they're getting and then apply that to your own life. Um, and every person will get a chance to be in the hot seat at least once during the six weeks of coaching. Um, and the, finally, we'll have a brief, brief checkout. You know, based on what you've learned, what are you planning to do for next week? Um, so I think it's going to be a really exciting and helpful um, coaching experience. Um, I've done some of this coaching before in person um, with groups in Milwaukee. I've done some of this coaching around wellness with groups from all over the country. And I've just been so impressed with how people kind of catapult forward with a group experience. So the coaching is available at two levels. And I'm just going to talk about the more expensive level um, just because it's helpful to, to hear all the things you get with it. Um, so. So for about the price of three coaching sessions, a little less than that, um, for the gold level you get all six group coaching sessions, a recording of each session, two individual coaching sessions that you can use, one at the beginning of our group coaching and one towards the end of the group coaching program. 
And then if you sign up before Friday at midnight, you also receive that extra additional coaching session to be used anytime this year. So you can save that and use it at the end of the summer or the beginning of the fall or the end of the year um, to help you kind of jumpstart yourself again or plan goals for your next chunk of time. So I think this is a great deal. Now the, the silver level doesn't include the extra coaching, but remember if you sign up before Friday at midnight, you get that additional kind of uh, free-floating coaching session that you can use at any time during the year. Um, and no, um, so don't forget that whatever level you sign up for, if you sign up before Friday, you get that. Um, and I think the real value you receive from this is the amount of writing you're going to finish from the support you'll get, not just from me, but from the members of the group, um, as well as the amazing tools I'll be sending you throughout the summer. So I want to give you our bonus tip, and it fits so nicely with our group coaching. Um, the bonus tip is number six, get accountable. Um, a study by Robert Boyce, who is an expert in academic writing, found that writers who belonged to peer writing groups that held them accountable produced more work, came up with more creative ideas, and improved the quality of their writing. So I was pretty astonished when I saw this because I had a sense that accountability really helped. Um, Chris Beatty has had that very famous quote that I've quoted for years. Um, it's in his National Novel Writing Month book and on his site um, that the only thing standing between a writer and a finished book is a deadline. Um, so I think you know, a deadline is probably the best way to add accountability to your writing practice. Um, when an editor expects you to finish a writing project on time, you're much more likely to do it. And if that writing project, of course, includes a paycheck, um, that ups your odds. Um, but I've worked with many writers who have, who have really struggled with that deadline. Um, writers who are struggling to finish their PhD dissertation or writers who are struggling to finish a book project. Um, and get it into their editor, or even writers who struggle, or struggle with smaller deadlines. Um, so other accountability tools can help um, in addition to having that um, deadline. Um, having an accountability partner that you check in with daily, um, having a critique group that you check in with or have to produce material for, or doing something like I'm doing this summer, this write-a-thon coaching group. And a, a, an accountability group can really help you. Um, I know that um, in my experience working out at the Y, one of thing, the things that has helped me most um, has been having the accountability of my peers. And so earlier this um, year, I participated in a weight loss challenge with a team. And so having my team there saying, you know, where are you? You're being here gives us points, and you're not being here costs us points. That really helped me to make sure that I got to the gym every day and exercised harder um, than before. So I would love to have you participate in my accountability group this summer. But if that doesn't work for you right now, if it's too expensive, um, or the timing isn't right, then check out your local or national writing organizations for meetings in your area or critique groups that are held um, online. Um, I'm a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, which offers great accountability groups. I'm also a member of um, the American Society of Journalists and Authors, ASJA, which is a great organization, and I've developed accountability relationships with colleagues there. So any of those, um, and there's 
there's Mystery Writers of America, there's Romance Writers of America. Any of these groups can help you up your accountability. Um, and again, I'd love to have you in my group, but this would be a, those would be great ways um, to get accountable. So I want to wrap up by reviewing the five tools, um, and then um, I think we'll close out the call. We're not going to have time for questions today, but if you do have questions, feel free to email me, Rochelle at write, W-R-I-T-E, nowcoach.com. And if you have a sense that, oh, I'd love to do this coaching group, but the timing isn't right for me, feel free to send me an email about what times and days work best for you. And when I schedule it next, um, I'll make sure to include some times that work for you. So let's go back through the five tools. Um, first of all, right at the right time of day. Experts say it's um, late morning, but you might have your own genius time. So choose the right time of day for you. Secondly, schedule writing. Make sure that you schedule writing in your calendar, set a reminder, and know what you're going to write each day. Thirdly, practice pre-writing. Um, figure out a tool that works for you like brainstorming or mind mapping. Get that done before you get the, at the desk to write. Fourth, work on a single task. Don't expect yourself to manage social media and write your book at the same time. Choose one task at a time. Fifth, exercise daily. Any kind of exercise you do is going to boost your brain's power and boost your creativity. So that's super helpful, even if you can only do it in short 10-minute spurts. And really, even if you're only a very slow walker, um, like I am on many days, do it. Um, and the sixth bonus tip is get accountable. Find a partner, find a group, and get yourself um, connected with someone who cares about whether or not you finish your writing or not. That's it. I will be sending out the recording of this class, Five Proven Ways to Increase Writing Productivity by the end of the week. Until then, have a great summer and happy writing. This is Rochelle, the Right Now Coach, and this has been Write-A-Thon Summer Kickoff Class, Five Proven Ways to Increase Writing Productivity. Thanks so much.